0: Hello and welcome to the Lipsticks Podcast where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell and the absolutely fabulous Yorkshire lass, Jess Peace. What is the Lipsticks Podcast? Why should you listen? Well, this is a podcast that's all geared around having a good old gay chat. So me and Jess will be chatting about our own experiences, what's going on in the LGBTQ plus community, um, finding out news to debate and discuss. And yeah, so basically we just want to have a gay old time while we'll have an honest chat about things that matter to us. And just as a disclaimer, um, this is our own opinion on on matters and there is no right or wrong but we're just yeah explaining things through our own experiences and our own viewpoint on the world hello Jess hello Sarah how are you I am buzzing be it like this is our first ever the lipsticks podcast and I've got a massive grid on my face because
1: we've been talking about doing this podcast for a while and we're actually doing it yeah we finally got there I'm so excited I'm a bit nervous I'm very scared that my Yorkshire accent might come across a little bit inaudible but we'll run it I'm so I'm so excited I do think don't worry if you ever say a
0: term because hopefully we're going to have listeners across the globe um and I mean there's terms that I will say and there's terms that you will say so I think if we just sort of address and be like you've said a word that most people won't know um so so yes I think I think we can help each other out there because we need to be understandable don't we
1: we do yeah I mean I'm so here for the enthusiasm of the the global listeners (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh come on this is we are gonna get global you've gotta you gotta aim high Jess miss worldwide
1: <laughs> <laughs> um how has your Sunday morning been so far my Sunday morning's been really nice actually I got up, I made a brew so for anybody who doesn't know what that is it's a cup of cup of tea and my preference is Yorkshire tea I like builder's tea very strong a little bit of milk no sugar um, I also had some toast and then here I am recording this with you, family.
0: That's such a northern breakfast, isn't it? A good old brew and some toast. Yeah, definitely. I mean, did you lather on the butter?
1: I definitely did. I smothered
0: it. I think I got, <laughs> I used the wrong word. Lather? Isn't that
1: what you do in the shower? What do you do in the, in, in the bathtub? Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, what you do in your own time, Sarah, is completely up to you. I'm not here to do. I don't take butter with me into the back that. <laughs> this
0: conversation has already got a bit weird, hasn't it? But anyway, let's let's rein it back in. Um I think a good place to start is to give people a bit of an intro into this week's podcast. So Jess,
1: I'm passing that to you. Awesome. So for the very, very first episode. We're going to be talking all about ourselves. (laughs) So we'll introduce ourselves properly, how we met each other, why we're doing the podcast and what we want to achieve from it. We're going to talk about our coming out stories, which is the absolute gay juice that you've been looking for. I know Sarah likes it when I say gay juice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: sorry. sorry. I know that I'm putting in on um, what we're going to talk about, but when, if we go down the merch route, that is our first t-shirt, isn't it? Gay juice. (laughs)
1: So, if anybody wants to sponsor us, there you are. Um, we'll be talking about our chosen topic for this episode, <laughs> which is Come Dancing. Again, absolute gay vibes, loving it. And then we'll be talking about our gay made up word of the week. So, that is exactly what it says, honestly.
0: Get your teeth around that made up gay word of the week.
1: <laughs> so was <hard> to say. <laughs>
0: Uh, well I mean I'm very excited and I feel like this is going to be a juicy episode very very juicy um so yes and kicking off then um before we sort of discuss about how we met um should we do a little intro into ourselves yeah let's do it Okay shall shall I go first or do you want you to go first? You can go first. Okay well I feel like as it's always hard is it when someone has to when you have to describe yourself like I remember uh, so I re- recently became single get your little uh, violins out now I'm joking I'm in a very good place right now uh, but yeah it's always hard putting together your dating profile isn't it so I'm gonna I'm going to do my best here so as you know from the intro my name is Sarah McDowell I currently live in Nottinghamshire so I'm from the Midlands of the UK um, my nine-to-five job is I work in SEO at Holland and Barrett so helping um, yeah our content come across search engines like Google um, in my spare time, I'm a podcaster. So obviously I do this podcast and I also do the SEO SAS podcast. Um, I would class myself as a bit of a foodie because I am very good at eating. There are two things that I'm very good at, and that is eating food and sleeping. Like, yes, I I've been in past relationships where they get annoyed at how fast I can go to sleep. Like literally head on pillow. I'm out for the count. I fall in and sleep in the cinema. Like, you know, if my superpower was anything, it's sleeping. Um, I'm recently an auntie to a wonderful, he's nine months now, nine months old, uh, beautiful Finnon, before COVID. And we won't talk too much about COVID because, you know, it's been going on for a while. Um, But, yes, I'd love to go traveling and see the world, go and see live music. Um, but at the moment, I'm very much enjoying going on adventures in the UK and going on walks. And my next thing is to get myself back into fitness because I don't know about you, Jess, but I've got a bit lazy and I've not done any exercise in a very long time. So that's my next on the list. And now I'm going to breathe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a very strong introduction. I feel like anybody who doesn't know you already um, will have a very good... <laughs> very good concept of who you are Sarah that was so nicely done
0: just saying if you are looking to date I'm oh no I'm joking this is not a podcast for me to find love is it
1: oh bless you That's So <laughs> cool go, no go on then Jess You got gonna... it from that little bit there um so as the intro suggested I am the other half of this. My name is Jess Peace and that is a terribly inconvenient surname because I have to spell it everywhere because people just think, you know, you can't have a surname that is Peace and it, it is there. I've heard every joke about it. So, you know, don't try. But by all means, if you've got something creative, send it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I live in from York- <laughs> Sheffield, born and bred, absolutely in the city to death. Um, I'm a big fan of countryside, as you know, I love a tea in the night, I love a wine or a whiskey, you know, I'm not a buffet, I don't mind. Um, I'm a big lover of books and music and obviously chatting to people, I trained to be a journalist so you'd think something like this would be less scary but I'm absolutely so nervous right now. Um, I've interviewed so many bands, um, I can't count, I Oh, Sorry, I dropped my pen lid. Sorry. So, attention. (laughs) Uh, Also, like Sarah by day, I work in marketing. So, I am a content and PR specialist for Evoluted New Media, um, which is a digital agency in Sheffield. I work there to look at their content and PR offering, leading on creative campaigns. I also write poetry in my spare time. Of course, I do. It's 2020. I've got Instagram. Everyone's doing it. (laughs) <laughs> tell your nan <laughs> um and yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much me um super excited to be taking on a new holiday by doing this podcast with sarah she's she's seasoned in this seasoned and i'm hoping she's going to take the reins and and show me a a good time not in a way that that would suggest
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i am quite the you know uh what's the word uh you know in a relationship and you have the more dominant one
1: Oh right, we're getting into this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but when you said that I'm more seasoned, it just got me thinking of food, didn't it? Yeah, of it's coming up to lunchtime, and I'm very excited that um, I get to eat again very soon. <laughs> See, on the opposite
1: side of this, I am always thirsty. I don't know oh, why. I am always, always thirsty. thirsty. It's not a medical problem. Uh, it's just I mean I talk a lot even if I'm on my own I talk a lot but I just I'm literally always there I can chain drink tea it's impressive
0: wow and you don't feel a bit weird because of the
1: caffeine no caffeine just does not affect me at all me too me too (laughs)
0: um so I suppose we need to sort of say how we met didn't we don't we didn't we
1: don't we? Oh, <laughs> um, yes, we do. And I'm gonna just put this out as a disclaimer. I'm not gonna correct Sarah when she says things wrong. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all day. Um, how we met. So I think we're gonna have probably different um, stories around this. But I'd I'd like to put something out on how it became into a very lovely friendship that blossomed. But I, I want Sarah's input on this because I think she's much better at telling stories than I am.
0: No, see, I think we're quite, we're both all right at telling stories because obviously, because that's what we do, like with content and stuff, I think we quite, we complement each other in telling stories. Do you not think?
1: Well, I do, but I just, I, to be honest, I, I just wanted to hear your take on it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I... Uh-huh. see i just find it um sort of uh, like cuz friendship's blossom out of lots of different things isn't it so obviously we first met um because we're both in the same um seo community aren't we yes. um so obviously when um we started the seo sas podcast um obviously we invited Um, I think did we first get to know each other like through Twitter and stuff like that and then um, obviously you were a listener of SEO SES and you um, uh, reached out to us to come on the show um, and Straight away from the first show, I feel like we, well, me, you, and Hannah. So Hannah's the other um, host of SERSES, but we all sort of clicked um, together. And I think that's quite hard, isn't it? Because when you first meet someone, especially virtually, it's hard to click like that, isn't it? But it just felt like that episode, we were just having a, a really good chat. Um, and I think things just sort of progress from there. So um, we got you on to do um, like we got you on the podcast again. Um, and then I feel that um mine and your friendship blossom because um, I don't know, like I feel that um, we just sort of realized that we got on. And um like we were talking more and more about general stuff and not just SEO and work things, weren't we? And um we were in um different that, like, yeah, I think we were both going through breakups.
1: We were, yeah. So I think it's, it's so interesting, like hearing you recall that, because my experience is obviously very similar, but also kind of different. I have this tendency to kind of romanticize things. Um I'm a writer, of course I do. Um so We sort of got to know of each other through the industry, through Twitter. Um, And I think I remember before I came on the podcast as a guest, you'd tweeted something about how um, sort of when you came to realise that you, I'll let you go into it and tell your own story, but when you sort of came to realise what your sexuality was, you'd kind of used it as a joke before to get rid of people trying to chat you up. oh right yeah I sent you a direct message saying ha I've I've done this myself and I think I remember thinking um you know I have friends that are gay and again and we will talk about that soon um but it was nice to have someone within the industry who was also gay who we could talk about similar things with and from that I just felt so you're quite charming you know this I was very comfortable with you anyway but it, it became an extra layer of being really comfortable and really at ease and I think the sarcasm flows, we kind of were just on the same page from the start. I think Mm. from there, it's just been we have hourly phone calls, (laughs) we send all the voice. So it's just a really, really nice friendship. Yes. Definitely through SEO, really.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I definitely feel that. um, So obviously, like, yeah, it was just so refreshing um, because part of this as well is. Like, I'm, in quite a lot of my friendship groups, I'm, like, the token gay.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Which is fine. And uh, and obviously, we're going to get into, like, our coming out stories and stuff. But what was really nice about, like, our sort of friendship, and I would completely set, like, even though we've not actually met in person yet, and it will happen one time.
1: It baffles me so much that we've not. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but like, I just feel that like I can be just so honest with you, and we always have really good chats, don't we? And it's so nice to when we talk about stuff because we've got like shared experiences, we can talk about like it's a different sort of conversation, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think this leads us quite nicely into sort of why we're doing the podcast because I think obviously we both have friends that are are gay or that are really supportive and are not gay um whatever that might be but we sort of came up with this regular um recurring theme of i need to talk gay to you i need to talk something (laughs) and i think this is kind of where the podcast came from the idea of being able to talk gay and freely and have somebody relate to those experiences or to put something out there where other people might relate or it would open up like a discussion about gay matters and things like that and yeah I think it's been quite a natural process
0: definitely and I think because obviously there might be some people who um don't feel that they they have someone in their in their life that they can have like a gay honest chat with so we were sort of thinking that maybe this is a nice platform to do that because obviously us being like really good friends we're gonna be able to have an honest chat and we just wanted to bring that in a form and yeah and like each show we're just going to be discussing our own experiences what's going on in the world but it just feels like a nice format to do that in yeah definitely um so yeah so hopefully you guys
1: are going to enjoy it and join us for the ride exactly I'm so (laughs) excited I also want to talk about um, just whilst we're talking about why we're doing the podcast, the name of the podcast. And I'm going to let Sarah explain this um, because she has the nicest insight of it. She was the one who introduced me to this. So Sarah, if you want to introduce it.
0: Oh, OK. So why, why are we called the lipsticks? Yes. Right. So Jess, did you know that there are many different types of us? Of us? <laughs> well, of... Uh, of... Well, well, this is quite interesting because yeah. So basically the idea of the of the lipsticks came from so when I was doing like research, there are different types of lesbians. Um now obviously we'll go on because obviously we what's the word? Um Ah what's that word, Jess? What word? Identify? Identify, yes. So how you identify, so what would you say
1: you identify as? I interestingly this is something that came to me quite recently um but I'm now sort of very comfortable with identifying as bisexual
0: bisexual whereas I would identify myself as more of the lesbian of the lesbian
1: (laughs) (laughs) excellent word in there
0: (laughs) (laughs) the lesbian um so obviously it's really hard to come up with a name um so the type of lesbian is a lipstick, right? And basically what that means is that as a lipstick lesbian, you are quite effeminate. Is that the right word there?
1: Yeah, that's the right word. So
0: it's very yeah. sort of tongue in cheek, kind of. It is tongue in cheek. And yeah. just I just want to get the point over that um and this this will be an interesting topic that we'll go into on another episode but obviously like you don't have to always put yourself in a box like yeah. you can just say that you love this person or you're with this person or you find this person attractive but um it was just a bit tongue-in-cheek because we me and Jess are more on the femme well we are femme aren't we yeah. um yeah, yeah. Well.
1: we've it's worth pointing out that we've had a ton of chats before this um sort of identifying who we are and talking about game matters and our own experiences and things and it is a very sort of tongue-in-cheek kind of um, name because you know we will go into it at some point but the labels are absolutely optional and no one should feel pressured into sort of having those for themselves but it, it was just kind of a fun sort of thing that we found in common that we would get people say to us you know well you don't seem like huge be gay or into women um you know you're very feminine for a lesbian or whatever um and it's just always having a bit of fun with that term because we're comfortable in doing so it's not yes easy, you know yeah definitely
0: definitely and it frustrates me the amount of times people are like oh you don't you don't see him go yeah. straight away <laughs> and I am going to go a little bit x-rated but not too much I'm like well you will not see me in the bedroom <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Oh, but yes so yeah so it's a definite tongue-in-cheek um uh, but it's the lipsticks is quite quite nice isn't it? It and
1: sounds like who, an awesome girl band name to oh
0: in. my gosh yes and great merch idea we could have a range of
1: lipsticks he's in again with the merch. so i'm the, definitely all about the our merch. name is not just because we love lipstick it is you know it is there it's meant to be tongue-in-cheek but also if you know, if someone's listening to this and they're, they're, not, they're not gay or they're not questioning or, you know, they're not here for the pure banter of two people that can't understand what each other is saying, <laughs> they might find the podcast and just think the name's cool. You know? Exactly.
0: Is that, so this podcast, like, so when I uh, have been talking to uh, friends and family about this, is that, like, oh, so your audience people gay then? I'm like, well, no, like this everyone. podcast is for everyone. So, Do you know what I mean? If
1: that's the point.
0: Yes, it's all about inclusive and stuff. And yes, and I am going to bring out a rainbow colored lipstick for the podcast sometime in the future. But anyway, (laughs) so I feel like this leads us quite nicely on to our coming out stories.
1: Yes, it does. Do you want me to go first? I would love you to go first. Awesome. If everyone could just imagine. Diana Ross I'm coming out playing right now uh, Did a little, um yeah <laughs> so coming out stories I think well mine I guess is sort of interesting or I'll tell you and you can decide if it's interesting um but there wasn't really a coming out um I'm 26 years old and I think I'm quite sort of late to the party if you like Late to the gay game. Late to the gay game, but I've been watching from the outside for quite a while, waiting for the invitation. And, uh, <laughs> Please pick me. pick me. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I guess in terms of my coming out story, there wasn't really an official sort of coming out. I have been in several long-term relationships um prior to sort of realizing I liked women too, um, with men, and they were, you know. I'll not really go into it, but successful and happy and loving and everything that comes with that. Um, I've always been intrigued by women is what I should probably put out there in a sense of, you know, it wasn't that I'd sort of be out and be immediately attracted to somebody or be thinking of them in a sexual or romantic way or anything. It was just something where I was intrigued by them. Um, and I came out of a very long term relationship sort of twenty seventeen um and had a good period of time sort of on my own, figuring myself out, doing my own thing, you know, having <laughs> having the the life, playing the field, whatever you like. And then one day I was asked out on a date by a woman who I had been friends with for a while and knew was gay. And I thought, you know, why not? Let's go for it. Um and that very quickly became a relationship. And I think we were together for about a year and a half. Um, I would say that things are still amicable and quite pleasant in most cases. Um, so no bitching or bad mouthing over here, but it was something that throughout that relationship I was still very unsure about. Um, and I think from that it was kind of the pressure of having to have a label for the sake of other people being able to identify me. So I went out on a date with a girl and I enjoyed it and it was nice. And you know what? It didn't feel different. It didn't feel strange. It didn't feel like I wasn't supposed to be there. Um, And it was something that was just very natural to me. But I think from that, you know, I obviously had conversations with friends and family where I sort of said, hey, I'm dating someone and it happens to be a female. And not one single person had an issue. What You know, they shouldn't anyway. But it wasn't ever a big thing. It was, you know, cool. We hope it goes well. There wasn't anything within that that kind of was negative. And I'm so grateful. And I know that that's not the case for everybody. Um, But I guess my story is more that it was a journey within myself, which sounds so cheesy and so cringy. You are such a writer, Jess. Oh, no, yeah, I'm so sorry. Because um, I remember the first person I ever, I guess, ever came out to was my friend, um, I shouldn't name him, Ben. I, I shouldn't name him, but he's wonderful. And he is openly gay and he is slightly older than me and he didn't come to the realisation until his late 20s. Um, So he'd kind of lived this, you know, this life, being somebody that he did not feel comfortable with and who he wasn't. Um and I remember sort of really embracing him when he came out and loving him unconditionally anyway. It it doesn't change anything naturally. And he kind of was like, Well, this is cool. And it wasn't a big deal. It was so like, cool. So tell me about it. Um, and I think from that it gave me a confidence to tell other people. And it, you know, like I said, my friends were so supportive, my family is so supportive. Um you know, my you know, I'm around camp people and gay people and bisexual people and everything along the spectrum. And my mum actually did say that I'm rambling now, but my mum actually say from quite an early age, I've always been quite open and honest with that. I think sexuality is fluid and I think gender is also fluid, and that it is more about the person. Like you fall in love with the person and the rest of it, you know, is either a really nice bonus or it's irrelevant. Um so it's kind of nice to know that I've always been, in my mum's view, very open-minded in that sense. Yeah. And I think it was more myself that kind of struggled with the label because I think what's hard is when you know you like something, it's very hard to distinguish whether or not you like something else. Now, not with food, not with, you know, shots on a night out or whatever you might want to, like, refer it to. It It's the thing of, well, for so long I've known I like men and I've been in happier relationships, or, you know, whether they've not worked or not, mostly happy relationships, and I'm also inquisitive about this thing, but I've never tried it, how can I identify something that I've tried? Um, But I was so drawn to, like, gay storylines, so, like, (laughs) it's so cringy, it's so, like, weird thinking about it now, but it was so obvious then, and I've known it for so long, like, Songs about gays and, you know, if anybody watched Hollyoaks circle like sort of early 2000, the John Paul Craig storyline, Glee, Santana and Britney, San Junipero, Black Mirror is probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And it would literally break my heart. I was more drawn to gay storylines for as long as I can remember. It was kind of there in the background something that I thought about but didn't I actually think I'd act on and then you know I had this relationship with a female and a lot of people would say to me you know when did you realize you were gay or when did you stop liking men and one thing I just really want to point out is that your sexuality is not your relationship status and vice versa like bi erasure is a thing um I knew I liked men and when I was with um my ex-girlfriend, you know, I didn't think about men in that way or anything, but it was still there. It wasn't that I just stopped. Um so it was very weird for me to kind of find a label that sat comfortably with me. Um Mm. Sarah, if you don't mind me saying, um by the time I actually became comfortable, because for a long time I sort of thought, you know, am I, you know, am I pansexual? Am I open to anybody? Because I, I do think it's more about a person. And you know, like I'd obviously had X amount of time fancying men and a shorter time fancying, or coming to the realization that I fancied women too. Um, and I remember sending Sarah a message saying, Hey, just so you know, I think I think I'm I'm comfortable to say I found a label that fits me. And that was bisexual. And it hasn't changed anything in my life. If anything, I've made a lot of stronger, nicer friendships from that um mm. my friends are so supportive my family is so supportive obviously the biggest change is that it opens up the pool of people that you can date <laughs> um which is so as... so fucking lovely um and I've met so many nice people within that community as well mm. um, in terms of a traditional sort of coming out story I don't think there is one and mine was literally more coming to the realization myself and being called, a journey hey this is me yeah yeah
0: and I mean. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's a wonderful, uh, wonderful story. And it's great that, um, and you sort of highlighted it like yours was a positive time and it's so sad that people don't have such a positive experience. But oh. I think it's great that you, that, that yours is such a positive story, because I think sometimes that like sometimes when there's a gay storyline, there's always like this doom and gloom and trauma. And sometimes it's refreshing when there isn't that because it doesn't have to be. And and yeah, um, but I just, when it comes to like the whole coming out, I do hope one day that people don't have to come out.
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I completely understand what you mean. I think we said this before we started recording. I was in a bit of a conversation recently where I was talking to somebody about, um, like my sort of dating life and things like that. And this person just naturally assumed that I had a boyfriend. Um, and it was so weird because I remember being in a relationship before with, um, with a woman and whenever somebody sort of mentioned that I had a girlfriend, I felt the need for some reason to also clarify that I liked men. And now I've seen the shift because somebody sort of saying, you know assuming that i like men and not women i now correct them and say that i like women yeah. it's, it's very strange um, it is and i
0: do and i and i do think we are we've come on a lot in society and we've got a much further to go but i do hope one day that like someone just comes home and says i've got a girlfriend i've got a boyfriend you don't have to make this dramatic big thing of like what's your like because I know that we joke and like whenever I'm like talking to someone's oh what's your coming out story what's your coming out story I know that it's like we joke about it and stuff but let's hope that one day it's not you don't need to do that like you just come home and people just say "Oh, Frank's my boyfriend or Sandra's my I don't know where these names are coming from (laughs) (laughs) what
1: time are you living in Um, but absolutely like 100% I think you know, it's. I understand that people come out because they feel like that's part of them they you want know, to share with people. I understand that there is a lot of positivity around that when it goes well and is accepted. But hopefully, one day it it will not be a thing. It will yeah. be you love who you love, and that is exactly how it should be. Love, love is love. At
0: the end of the day, guys, yeah, is. love is love. Love is love. <laughs> <laughs> we both sound so northern. Love is love. <laughs> keeping it real you're right, you're right. Uh, but yeah um <laughs> um so my coming out story again it's positive um and it's sort of similar to yours Jess in a way so I would say that I was very late to the gay game so I didn't realize that um well even being with a woman was an option till I was like Um, in my early 20s so like 23 uh, wasted opportunity at university is all I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) joking aside Um, but for me it was more coming to a realization that um, there was always something missing so I had relationships with guys and as much as I flipping adored them and yeah I just I never there was always something missing and whenever it got too serious it was like why what's this reason why can I dump this person And that's gonna make me sound an awful human being but um also there was a realization that like sometimes friends would ask oh are you in love and I was like, "Well, how do you know?" Mm. And I think if you have to ask that, then you're not.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Um, so, so yeah. So mine just I I was late to the game, game and late realizing because it got to a point where I was like, "Well, what's going on here? Like, what? Why? Are, why am I not wanting to be with like my boyfriends for longer? Sort of thing." So, um, so I, there was that in the back of my mind. Then I realised that uh, I fancied my gym instructor. Whoa, (laughs) classic. Classic. (laughs) Classic. So I... Just thought at first that I was just appreciating it's the form.
1: form. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? Like, appreciating that, oh, she's fabulous. Like, she, because she did a really good Zumba class, and I studied dance at uni, and I do miss my dancing days. um And, but there was a realization where I think, and I'm going to be completely honest here. Um and just ignore the fact that hopefully we'll have listeners, but I'm just talking to you, Jess. But yeah. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I had um what, like a bit of a more of a a fantasy? Do you know what I mean? Ooh. Like you your you, you, my thoughts sort of developed. Then I watched Orange is the New Black and who doesn't you can't not fancy Alex, can you really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is flipping hot. Oh. And if you've not if you've not seen what Alex looks like, Google Alex from the orange is the new
1: black. Mm, She's very beautiful. hot. Although I have this very weird thing for Natasha Leone for some reason. I think it's the hair. She's just so so confident and the hair is massive and I don't know why, but it works. But just to put <laughs> in on your story. So on the thing of fancying the gym instructor um, or fitness instructor, I think, am I right in saying that? Because this is the case for me. You sort of admired the form and told yourself, you know, it's it's because I want to look like that, or, you know, yeah, he's cool. And then all of a sudden, you're not thinking about that and you're thinking about it in a different way.
0: Exactly, exactly that. And yeah, it was just coming to the realization of it all. And then, um, and then I did the stereotypical thing of so I set myself up on plenty of fish, good old (laughs) poff, uh, set myself as straight, but then I would then go and Look at women, basically, (laughs) and message message women. And then I remember going on the first date with um, someone, and yeah, I was just so nervous, um, so so nervous. Um, And like, basically, to cut a long story short, um, I realized that yeah, like I'd just been dating the wrong gender because that thing was no longer missing, and like, yeah, um, but. The thing that I wish I did differently was so because I didn't really have anyone else that was like gay in my life Mm -hmm. or they weren't really in like my friend, like they weren't really in my friendship circle or not really in my family and and things. um, I was so nervous to tell people and hindsight is a is is a wonderful thing, but I just wish that I had a lot more faith in my friends and family because my friends and family have always been very very supportive, yeah, and they've never had any issue whatsoever, but I was so nervous to tell them and i I remember telling one of my one of my really good friends and how I built it up, she thought that I was going to say that I've been cheating on her boyfriend or something. Do you know what I mean? Oh God, and, yeah. and I just, uh, just cause I m- like made it into this massive thing in my head. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah. And I just wish that um, because with my mum and dad, the um, yeah, they, they've always been really supportive and, and really open and stuff. But the only thing that they said was that um, they, they they wish that I would have been honest a lot sooner mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing. Um and and I do get that, but from my point of view, because I did think it was this big thing, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a
1: fad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or um so. it's important to sort of say those kind of things when you're ready to. Um, and it's it's so lovely that obviously everybody was supportive in the end, but I completely understand why you'd built it up into this thing because I think you know we are kind of spoon-fed heterosexual relationships from a very early age. You know, you think about um, you know all the fairy tales and things. It's always the prince and the princess. And oh yeah, definitely you see sort of in in culture. um, Although we we are getting there now and it's becoming a lot more uh, representative is heterosexual relationships. And I think you know you build it up because it's not something that people talk so freely about so often. Um, yeah but it is so nice that they were so respectful and I think you know when I told my friends I, I actually cried and I can remember the first time I filled out like a ready form for book or something and put bisexual instead of you know heterosexual and it is a big thing but in a way it's so not it's just like a small part of who you are as a person that yeah. doesn't make any difference you know people should still love you and take you sort of at face value anyway but it's it's naturally easy to build up because if you're not around it or used to it you know it's yeah it's
0: exactly exactly and I just I just hope that um one thing that I do hope is that like with us sharing our stories and because they were both positive that those of those of you who are listening if you are struggling um sometimes you just gotta it is I mean yeah like I can't there is no guarantee, but I think sometimes you have to put faith in who you surround yourself with and Can I just say that if anyone does have an issue, then they're, they don 't waste your time and effort on them. Do you know what i mean like they don't they don 't um deserve you and they don 't deserve for you to be in like do you know what I mean like anyone that 's got an issue because at the end of the day like why why do people have an issue with it because just because you fancy or just because you fancy or you you're in a relationship with the same set like it's no one else's bloody like um business but yourself in business
1: and i exactly um i'm i'm also kind of hoping with with talking so freely on here um that it does help in some way because i remember sort of you know um, watching coming out videos on YouTube and, you know, Googling, like fucking, I'm thinking about SEO now, but Googling things like, how do I know I'm attracted to women? Or how do I know if I'm bisexual or whatever it might be? There are people probably out there doing that. Um, whether or not they find this podcast, there are people out there doing that. And I think, you know, if somebody is listening and they're, they're not gay, but they know people who are, and they have friends that are, you know, just be just be as just be yourself, just be normal, just be welcoming and understanding and, you know, accepting because it's, it, it doesn't change anything. I think, Yeah. you know, it's, it's not a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. We shouldn't have to make it a thing. Um, it's just a really lovely small part of who somebody might be.
0: Um, mm, definitely one 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, right. Do we move on now to talk about I'm going to sing it,
1: aren't I? Oh yes, please let's do. So on the topic of um, (laughs) representation, as I think I probably rambled and thrown in there somewhere, Um, you would have. Yes, um, Strictly is back on screens, and I think I'm so excited because I think it's the cheer that we all needed for this time of year when COVID is absolutely for lack of a better phrase, have fucked us all up the arse (laughs) and stopped everything from just running so smoothly and being happy and joyful. Um, And it's something that, oh, go on, Sam, she's going to tell me off now.
0: Why am I going to tell you off? I was like, I was just saying yes. Like, no, we do need it. And they, what did make me laugh was in the first episode, they had to do this whole thing about how they've done it COVID friendly yeah. um, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I have got some notes on this. I did some research. Are you proud of me? I am proud of you. Go ahead okay so obviously um this year is um quite special uh, I mean every strictly come dancing is special because I've been wonderful it's a wonderful show wonderful show and jess please don't i've I've yet to watch the one from last night oh, okay. so like don't give me any spoilers please um but yeah so basically what has happened this year is so um Olympic boxer nicola adams uh was invited to join and she said that she would happily come on but she would only dance with a woman Mm-hmm. um so obviously uh the bbc respected that and round of applause for the bbc um so yes so she has been put with another woman and um i'm very excited to see like how that's going to work because i think yeah i think that's going to be very interesting to see yeah. um but obviously um like anything people have their own opinions on stuff and there have been Around 200 complaints, Jess, about Thank this. Goodness. Um yeah, so, people that need to get alive. <laughs> they God. really do. So to give a bit more context, so um the BBC have been quite so last year um there was a one-off routine that saw uh two male professional dancers. So this isn't the first time that the BBC have sort of um like toyed with this idea of like same sex coupling um so we had johannes who i live and love as a dancer he's a wonderful i love him so much so we had johannes and grazie and i'm so
1: sorry if i'm butchering how, to say
0: how do i say it
1: I have no idea, but I'm so glad that was you and not me.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes. And also last year, uh, Johannes did a wonderful dance routine on heels and my God, How he did, I can't even walk in heels, let alone doing pirouettes and dancing on them. It was, yeah. Uh, And again, like anything, um, people complained about that. But what is important was there was a lot of people who supported it and applauded it sort of thing. Um, But a little bit more um, was that um, early this year, ITV dancing on ice have also featured the same sex couple Mm -hmm. so you know H from steps yes so he's been he's been paired with a male dancer Mm -hmm. um so yes so obviously um yeah so it's very important that these things are happening in my opinion and um one thing that nicola said was that um that she felt that it was important to um, stand up for and want, and voice an opinion about wanting to be put with a, with a um, in a same-sex couple, yeah. um, because it's breaking boundaries and showing people that it's okay. Um, so, so yes, I mean, obviously, I feel like me and you, Jess, are going to have the same opinion about this.
1: Yeah, I think we will. I want to start off by saying I absolutely love Nicola Adams. She's the smilingest person. It's so infectious. Um, yes. And it is so, like, I have watched this episode, and I will refrain from saying too much for Sarah's benefit. But um, it was so lovely to see. It was so heartwarming. I genuinely did well up a little bit. And I think, um, you know, I read sort of before we decided to record this podcast, I read that, um, you know, Graham Norton, the gay man um had said that you know the show is so inclusive in terms of having contestants on who are openly gay um or identifying in some other way that's you know not straight. Um that it, there wasn't a need for a same-sex couple. Hmm. Um and I had a few thoughts on this. I don't know if you'll agree, but I think I understand, yes, the show is quite inclusive in terms of you know, the the people that they've had on there. Um and th- there's been a number of seasons where, you know, they've had gay contestants. But I think the difference and why I absolutely support Nicola asking to be paired with a same sex, in a same-sex um, couple is that, one, it obviously sort of reinforces to anybody watching that it is okay. Yeah. That two women can dance together, two males can dance together. Anybody who's sort of, you know, binary or however they might choose to identify, can dance together and it be just as intimate and well executed and, you know, nice and comforting to watch. Then, you know, a straight, a straight couple, a heterosexual couple, male, female, traditional. Um, And I think the other part of it is I know that there have been some sort of concerns around, Um, being able to appreciate the form of the dancing and who would lead and how that might look yeah again without going into it and ruining it for sarah they might do and it's so nice to see um and i'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out but also it's about comfortability so i think if say nicola wanted to be on the show but she didn't want to dance with a male why should she not be invited on to dance with a female if it comes yeah to comfort you know you are sort of assessing somebody's ability to dance it's not you know it's not rocket science uh, and go on and just to add to that and
0: a big part of dancing is acting yep. um so there's like lots of different types of dance isn't there and there's like a like each time you play a character so you've got your charleston uh you've got latin you've got your salsa you've got a pasadoble sort of mm. thing so each of these different types of dance you have to like act it out so if nicola feels more comfortable acting with a, a woman because that's who like she identifies with and that's who she finds attractive and she feels that she can play a role so say there's a storyline of uh, Nicola wanting to get the girl um it's going to be a lot more believable because do you know what I mean and yeah. and I know and I, I do think it is important to address both sides so maybe some arguments against and this is one thing that Graham said was that um it like it it you can't, the judges can't um judge the dancing like for like. So comparison might be hard. Mm. Um, and also some people might say, well, it goes against tradition of like a man and a woman. But then whilst I understand that point of view, it doesn't say that I agree with it because yeah. do you know what I mean? Like there are a load of traditions and I won't even get into it because yeah, there's like political like, yeah, that's that would just be too much to go into and um, but just because something's a tradition doesn't mean that it has to stay that way and also what why can't you make new traditions
1: <laughs> so, I love the idea of it breaking boundaries and although like you I understand what Graham is saying in terms of sort of how they judge the dancing although they do get around that in the episode I've seen so far they they managed to um but I'm really sort of holding back the detail because I don't want Sarah to be sort of um you know clued in before she has a chance to watch it but I think that you know another thing for me is the idea of I think he mentioned something like what if there are lifts now come on are we under the impression that females can't be strong oh my have you not have you seen, seen her? Have you seen her form is great she's
0: her arms oh my gosh (laughs) and women women can be strong like it's not just and this goes against like I just think in society there's like a certain way a male should be and there should be a certain way that a female should be so the male should be like the strong Mm -hmm. structure solid the lifter and the woman should be the like
1: uh ones that gets flung around and stuff why like women can be strong like it doesn't we're not here for the gender stereotyping and i think that's exactly what this podcast is about you know you're not going to get that here like you Everything is fluid. Everything is on a spectrum. Um, but also, a bigger thing to identify that makes me want to fucking swear is just because she's dancing with a female, it doesn't mean she's gay. Like, well, she is gay, but, I mean, it doesn't mean it's, like, a an intimate, you know, that they're going to fall in love or whatever kind of relationship. There is this strictly curse. But why can't two <laughs> females dance together and, you know, one be one be straight and one be gay and it not be a big problem? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I I definitely get what you mean. And I think... I mean, I'm, I'm glad that this is happening. And, um, like, cause I, like with Strictly and stuff, um, they are breaking the boundaries and, and things like that. So I'm glad, and everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Like there is free speech at the end of the day. Um, I mean, like just, just because I'm saying that doesn't mean that I agree with everyone's opinion. Yeah. And if someone wants to dance with a woman, let them dance with a woman. And do you know what I mean? Like, but then obviously Graham has his own opinion about it. Um, But again, like, that is the great, like, of humanity is that people have their different opinions about stuff and you're not going to be able to please everyone all the time. But what I do think is more important is making sure that... like especially with a a dance show like strictly is that it's inclusive and it shows the broad range of different people and um it doesn't just have to be men and women it can be a man and a man it can be a woman and a woman like do you know what i mean like it's important and that's how we move on as society and that's how we get better and that's how people feel more um comfortable with who they are
1: yeah exactly I I couldn't have said that better myself and I think there are so many things now that are becoming more inclusive and not necessarily just with sexuality you know we have um you know we have like the olympics and we have the the olympics for people that are you know still, still sports people but they are classed as disabled or something it's still a thing that's representative it's still something where you can be competitive and absolutely own your craft like I don't think sort of saying that you can't um, measure the ability of dancing with two females because of the lead and, and etc is a thing. I think inclus- inclusivity is across the whole thing, sexuality, everything. I think it's very good that you know things are becoming a lot more open and yeah. people are feeling represented in mainstream media and I think we have got a way to go but it's definitely going in the right direction. It is.
0: And well done, Nicola, for standing up yeah. and, you know, what, like, yeah, um, making a change. And this is going to positively change stuff in the industry, isn't it, at the end of the day? Um, so, yes. Can you believe that we've really been talking for an hour already, Jess? It goes so quickly whenever we're talking. It just
1: It like does. Concern, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I, I do think people need to know that um, we've been chatting since 10 this morning. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, and you know, I'm, I am always thirsty. It's been, I haven't had a brew since 10 o'clock. This morning.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. I'll be having a uh, cup of coffee. But a brew can only be a cup of tea, can't it? Yes, that's right. Yes. That, that's what <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. So, um, just as a bit of fun, uh, each podcast we're going to do made up gay word of the week we need a
1: jingle for this
0: we do need a jingle like who do we net? come on hit up your contacts James. Yeah, i will i'll try and figure something out for next time uh, <laughs> so um i think how we're gonna do this is that each time we're going to take it in turns aren't we yes. um so this week's made up lesbian well no gay word of the week is llama Llama, as in... Have you ever heard of llama? As in the animal? As in the animal, yes, but also it stands for, are you ready? Go on, drum roll. Lesbian drama. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> lesbian, right, okay, okay. So, in a sentence, I would be like, oh, Jess, I'm having quite a bit of llama this week. Okay,
1: lesbian drama. All right, okay. <laughs> what are we,
0: are we, are we accepting? Because what I feel is going to be like, what we should aim towards is having like a dictionary. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, we should.
1: We should have a dictionary full
0: of... So Jess, are we allowing llama in the made up gay word dictionary? Yeah. Wait, Made up gay words dictionary. I
1: mean, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever use it, but I think it could be in there. I think it could. Be. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay, Llama has passed the test. Lesbian drama. You're going to be using that now, aren't you? <laughs> I might. Yeah, I'm saying I won't. But actually, it's kind of fun. But I mean, has there ever been a point where I've said to you, "I'm having a lesbian drama"? I would just go, "I need to talk gay," and then just reel my shit off. <laughs> like you listen to me, but you know, if this is, we could use it as code word.
0: Llama. What? yeah because then no one would well no because obviously we're telling people won't they so um but yeah
1: just to clarify most of my drama doesn't come from being a lesbian or <laughs> a lesbian or anything of that ilk it usually comes from other pointless shit uh, yeah, it's in the dictionary just because it's fun okay
0: i mean <laughs> yes i mean if you not what like there's always um ah oh, my friend was telling me about um the real l word so obviously, there's the L word, which is a. Um, for those who don't know, the L word is a lesbian sitcom, uh, where the, it's based in LA, I think. But they've done a real L um, word where it's actual, like actual real
1: lesbians. I don't know why wow. I said it that. Yeah, right. listen, I uh, appreciate this. This is actually a thing. It, it weirds me out when, um, when you know, the, the the lesbian representation in films and stuff isn't authentic because you can just tell. Yeah. Why not get someone who actually loves
0: doing what they do? <laughs> <laughs> Tell it to me more. Uh, but yeah, but no, in the real our word, uh, there's a lot of drama that happens, and it's quite incestual, I'm told. Yeah. So, you know, not that I'm saying that, like, um, yeah, like just to get across the point that, uh, yeah, that is. Across the board with lesbians, there's all this incestualness and people get in. And when I say incestual, I need to be careful here. I mean that, like in a, a in a friendship group, there's a lot of like crossover or like people dating someone else that they've been with and sort of thing. That's what I mean when I say incestual. I'm glad you that
1: up because I was. <laughs> <couple>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I mean, um but yeah, and yeah, and I'm not saying that, like, because yeah, I do think um, that. The new series of the L word played on the fact that, like, um, like there are certain characters that just wanted to have sex all the time and like cheating on their other halves and stuff. And I, yeah, um, I mean, I'm blabbing now, glad out of
1: it. And I feel like the I've never watched the game, but I feel like these characters are giving the good meaning a bad name. <laughs> we're not all like that, just to clarify. We're not, we're not, definitely not, definitely not. No
0: llama here, no llama, and I don't have llama, me and Jess don't have llama, so it's all good, Um, but yes, I thought it was a fun first word, made up word to go with.
1: Yeah, and a nice way to sort of round off the gay chat. Yes, so (laughs) that brings us to the end of our first episode, doesn't it? Yeah, do you know what, that's been so lovely, it's just been, it's just been like a a, a very long phone call that we have normally. (laughs) It It has been too dreary for anybody else to listen to (laughs) Um, So we should probably
0: say How people can get in touch with us Shouldn't we really Um, So first things first um, You can email us and if you want to email us and say hi and or um yeah, or you've got a story that you want us to share or you anything, you just want to get in touch with us, you can do that by emailing thelipsticks at gmail.com. Me and Jess are personally on Twitter, aren't we? We are indeed. So what is your handle?
1: <laughs> so my handle is at P-S-A, so that's P-E-E-C-E. With three Y's on the end because I'm trendy as fuck. Um, if you want to at me with any questions or you know anything? You just want to, you just want to chat. It doesn't have to be gay. If you just want to chat, you want to, you know, d- you know, just chat, just chat, like just chat. chat. Uh, it doesn't have to be gay chat. It can be any chat. Find me there. I tweet mostly about countryside pictures, needing a brew, and various bits of writing, music, and music. I two about go. music, yeah
0: i'm on twitter as at sarah mcd uk um, or sarah mcduck yeah so we hope you enjoyed our first episode and yes um shall we say goodbye Jeff?
1: yes thank you for listening to us one more and sarah pleasure as always i'm excited to get this out there and keep welcome day with you
0: yes definitely join us for the ride and until next time